Hello and welcome back to Black Couch Reviews. I'm your host Christina. We are back for another episode of Southland. This is the finale of season one, episode seven, entitled Derailed. It was written by Ann Baderman and directed by Christopher Chulock. I gave it a 9.5 out of 10. A lot of action. Uh, a lot of Detective Lydia Adams having to step up, but you know, we have some uh, resolution, so to speak, on the Janilla situation. And even a background uh, storyline got <laughs> brought to the forefront for some of our characters. So uh, let's not beat around the bush. Let's go ahead and jump into it. But before we do, wherever you're listening to this, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean, Stitcher, go down to that rating section drop a few stars leave a review very much appreciate it my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe and you can also send feedback for southland and any other show that we do at blackercouch at gmail.com so we're going to break this down between um some of the arcs like i'll start with cheeky and uh dewey first because they were pretty basic and one of the worst story arcs i didn't realize how much i hated dewey (laughs) or remembered or recalled how much i hated dewey i guess we're supposed to feel some empathy for him but he just comes off as a bad officer you know he leaves the bar and he immediately goes into his car and begins to put on his uniform you know you're a piece of shit when even the drunkest of drunks is shaking their head at you. You fucking crazy man. You sound insane. Do you realize that? You should be medicated. He somehow thought a breath mint was going to... (laughs) Hide the fact that he's been drinking all night. Uh, Cheeky has had it. She has had enough. They get to a... It's also Memorial Weekend memorial day weekend they get to a crime scene where ben and cooper are also called to where there is a body of one of the men that was ordered to kill janilla marta was questioning him in her home and i don't know why he he either knew he was about to get shot or just didn't care because he was like bitch it's hard to kill that bitch (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then he called her a then she go call her a big girl like her ass ain't a roly-poly oopa-loopa her damn self but when you have power and a whole bunch of men that's willing to shoot you on sight uh, i guess that's uh don't have to worry about that so yeah they kill him for his failure and dump him in a chest and they find that body this uh definitely derails everyone's memorial day plans except that cheeky and (laughs) dewey don't have any they end the episode with him deciding to trap her in the back seat of the car while going on a wild goose chase uh with himself mind you before flipping said car injuring significantly both of them you're fucking fired bob I did like when Ben and we get a little bit of how it works where he's like, look, I'm willing to cover your ass as long as it doesn't cost my job. 
and if you're saying it's enough you've gotten to the point then you need to turn them in or i will so at the end they rushed to where she was desperately needing help and they were able to say he's gonna get the help that he needs i'm like he just needs to be fired (laughs) there's no help for him he's an alcoholic he has a problem and he doesn't need to be having a gun and a badge while he's dealing with that problem uh that's just that's just what it is i don't know why he didn't retire i don't understand how he was retiring one minute and the next minute he wasn't but that's because he, he doesn't have anything else um we then go to the <laughs> the other storyline which is sal and his teenage daughter kimmy this was really around the i'm terrified of what my child is doing on the internet phase i can definitely <laughs> tell <laughs> he's on my he's on not myspace facebook like what's sexting and then he realizes his daughter is going to a rave he's upset because he he invites uh what's his name russ over for for a barbecue like your wife misses you she's not gonna say it but we're gonna communicate through our wives which is so silly and suburban life and his daughter is out there like yeah i got plans for the weekend and dad's like no you're gonna hang out with me and the family because it's a family holiday and mom's like she said she had plans i trust her i laughed at his response you trust her i ain't doing that shit (laughs) so when he finds out that she's at a rave he loses his shit uh she's under the influence of drugs she doesn't want to go with him luckily two of his detectives went with him to be able to calm his very voracious male temper so silly this is this whole i don't want i want to control my daughter for everything it just feels a little silly all kids are going to go through some phase at some point (laughs) but i guess the whole point is that you got to let them come home and that's what eventually he does he's like look i'm just gonna go back to do what i do you know what this is what you're gonna do this is what you're gonna do i'm gonna have to accept it and i have to catch you when you fall because the more i try to stop you doing it the more harder you're gonna get into all of this and eventually she does come home and she is remorseful and that was their arc the whole entire season why don't you love me daddy russ and his wife make up i'm totally not into this relationship whatsoever i feel like he just came home because he was bored (laughs) it's like i got my point across i don't want (laughs) to i don't want to actually break up right now and i want you to miss me and everybody's trying but i also felt like it was a peer pressure like even sal's like you gotta come home you can't do this everybody misses you in the neighborhood it seems like more of a a status and a a ideal than an actual yeah these two really people really love each other but they did make up and unfortunately at the end of the episode russ finds himself going to confront the neighbors which we've been hearing all season in the background arguing with each other even sal said this is disrespectful i'm gonna go over and talk to them about it unfortunately when russ decides he's gonna talk to them about it the husband has had enough shoots russ twice in the chest before shooting his wife 
and then himself. God damn! All because he lost his job. You know how many jobs people lose? <laughs> but when you're living that type of you know a lifestyle and it's more about classism than it is about the fact that i lost a job i can get another one <laughs> he's just miserable all around i'm sure it's not just the classism but i'm sure that's part of it so yeah that took a very dark turn at the end of the season because <laughs> now we don't know if russ is gonna live or not everyone heard the shots but fireworks are going off so it's like you know all of the officers there they're like yeah that's that's gunshots i know what gunshots sound like but you live in the neighborhood that you live in you don't expect to hear that uh there was talk about people owning guns in this episode as well and i thought it was ironic that you know she made the comment that's why we don't have guns in the house and you see the very tumultuous relationship between sammy and tammy and she doesn't have a gun in the house and it's probably a good thing because either she would accidentally shoot him or he might lose his shit and shoot her they also have a very dysfunctional relationship speaking of sammy let's get to the the meat of the episode uh he's watching janella he's concerned because marta has been released from jail which this pisses him off uh she eventually goes off with her boyfriend <laughs> and you know it's a typical kid thing she's away from her friends her family her grandma's in the hospital uh so they're not upset with her they're just you know he's just he knows this is her acting out but not because she's uh willfully well she is it's just she's a, a teenage kid and she kind of doesn't get the full gravity of what she's doing because she's more romanticizing it and she wants to make these two men that she you know admires happy so she's ingratiating herself and she kind of doesn't fully grasp exactly even after what happened to her grandmother you would think uh but that's how kids are man they they they're resilient they bounce back way quicker and that's it's so easy as an adult to just be like oh they should just know better but i i don't not remember when i was a child <laughs> and some of the absolutely stupid things you do based on emotion because you're not rational you actually don't get rational until you're like 22 years old you're not a rational person so you, i know it's you know you might have been raised differently or so on and so forth in different uh, part where you had to grow up that quickly but most people are just kids and the world is the world and you know you've been t people tell you the same thing from the time you're three years old and you make it till 15 you're like oh well i mean it is what it is at this point can't stop living my life so the boyfriend however is working for marta because sammy and nate they both find her pick her up he yells at tammy which i thought was a valid yelling at her and he even said no it's not your fault because she just goes off doesn't answer her phone he needed her to take care of her and he's like look i had to give her off to another detective because you were not available and uh 
she's all like i was gonna go to dinner with you but now i'm not and even after he apologizes she still hangs up on him Ugh. go suck a dick suck a dick suck a motherfucking dick suck a dick suck a huge or small you can take the hoe out the streets or the trash out the streets but they still gonna be trash <laughs> she's just so unsupportive uh living off of him it's just it's ridiculous tammy is a, a whole piece of dirt but at the same time sammy also doesn't treat her like she's an adult <laughs> he really just needs to leave her like at the end when i saw them on the couch i'm just like fuck that she should be like oh my god the person you were trying to uh the person you were trying to save almost died she there's nothing that she has to give to him and it's annoying but uh after he picks her up i would have been like why who are you calling <laughs> he goes over the boyfriend marcus or marquise he goes over to marta's he's like why well, i gotta go inside <laughs> They put him in a chair. He's like, look, I want to show you my tattoo. Trust no bitch. I'm a bitch. Answer me that, you dumbass. Don't be quiet now. Men are stupid, but he's trying to be all tough and act tough. Like, look, nah, no disrespect. Nothing I'm trying to say. You gave me your product. I sell it. It's working good. That's usually not how this relationship goes. But good. I like where we're going. He's, he's like, uh, I'm going to get you. I'm gonna get you, I'm gonna get the, you this girl and she's like you better I'm gonna kill your whole damn family so he ends up automatically because she was already texting him I would have blocked her phone or blocked the number somehow <laughs> and he shows up at the house because they dropped her off at Lydia Lydia was out with one of her friends doing her jogging thing she was gonna go to a barbecue y'all ruined her whole weekend plans but Lydia is the best so she said yeah i'll take this little ungrateful heifer in and then she tries her best to try to make her feel better like let me go to the store we can have our own barbecue we don't have to go to someone else's she really perked up when she heard movies even though she was watching them in black and white and i was like who watches movies in black and white <laughs> she seemed to be enjoying herself but uh lydia is not happy because she gonna say i live here <laughs> they did send over uh patrol so that you know uh lydia would have some extra backup ben and cooper uh are the ones that first are up to provide that but uh he says you know let me see how i can work it out because he really wanted to get to his non-girlfriend daisy's concert that night that she kept calling him to ask if he was gonna go to but she meant to actually call him all day and say i'm breaking up with you <laughs> i'm going back to new york i'm talking to this other dude she played the shit out of him like come on that was horrible that was terrible but i guess this is the kind of you know thing you're dealing with because he seemed to have a thing for her for a long time and uh she straight just railroaded over his heart like when she needed someone to be there for her that's what he was and then the minute she felt better it was time to go back to her life <laughs> and that's fucked up but uh the janela situation 
uh rackets up because first you know she's like you ain't happy about this but fine then uh you know they're making up the bed they're watching tv and lydia sees some lights outside her house and she automatically on it because she knows that this girl is wanted she knows what the situation is she says let me go to the kitchen she goes to the kitchen comes back with a water but she must have just felt the black girl uh the black woman <laughs> fear or whatever that is you know how someone's trying to act like things are fine but you're like no they're not no they're not she sees some more lights and she heads back upstairs immediately to her safe to get her big ass gun which i love that she had in her safe Janela's right there already like i don't know what the fuck is going on but i know something's going on <laughs> she puts her in the bathroom gives her the gun and says look you gotta shoot if someone comes in she goes down oh this scene was intense they in your house she shot uh luckily your mama wasn't there she shot the one dude took him out at the bottom of the stairs and she went downstairs to check around someone else snuck in they was all the way upstairs they even got to the bathroom where janela was and he was like you gonna shoot me puta which is bitch uh and then he gets shot for his troubles <laughs> she's like lock the door behind me i gotta go because <laughs> y'all motherfuckers is not getting away without me shooting at y'all ass in the middle of the damn road at night I love her. She's a fucking queen. You can't fuck with Queen B. This was her prep work for uh, Watchmen because there was a scene very much like this in Watchmen where they tried to roll up to her crib and she was like, let's get it. Let's get it. Um, so now the police are all over her place. Janela is safe. Uh, I do have to give Sammy like he really did he was the one that really was pushing for Janela he really cared about her uh when he was upset with her because he's concerned you know he's he's all over the place like where's Janela where she's ex she's ex let's go <laughs> and he kind of became a parent she was like well, stay close why because I said so <laughs> even though he doesn't have children he kind of became very parental in that respect and even when you're concerned you're not mad at him but it feels like you're mad but you could really be concerned <laughs> so uh yeah he's very pissed to learn now that they attacked a detective's house now janela can go and they have the money to put her in protective custody great the u.s marshals are on her way and janela is taken away from everything she ever will know until she testifies that sucks that sucks all the way for her and her life um we have a montage of everything ending for the most part uh john his whole plans for the weekend was to build a wall around his garden with one caesar we don't know what caesar's relationship is with john but the way he just took that beer out of his hand we can guess that it's fairly close Roxanne, you don't have to put on the red i think that pretty much covers all of the basis of this episode um that was very strong first season 
I was really upset when I wasn't sure if I was going to get a season two. But uh, in this case, um, they did get, well, yeah, they did give us a season two on NBC, which is six episodes long, which is not a whole lot of time to develop a whole lot. But uh, yeah, I'm so glad TNT picked up this show after four, three more seasons because they really were just getting started. It would have been a shame if they had to end there. We do have feedback from Queen Shy, so let's hear how she felt about this finale. Christina it's me shy I am here I am back to give my feedback for Southland episode 7 I missed out on episode 6 so I am raring to go to give my thoughts I am back this weekend I'm feeling excited because I'm feeling accomplished (laughs) because I mean I had good reason for not uh, for not being available last weekend but I still felt out of sorts and but I needed it it was just like I said it was a, I had to get my bearings it was a lot going on with my youngest and um I needed a minute to process everything and to just be all right in my head and I tell you this episode just brought me back to just certain things in regards to just dealing with teenagers and it's like the frustration the stress of dealing with teenagers and their decision making and the fact that you just want to choke them sometimes and you just want to hug them sometimes and you just want to and you know you wonder what they're thinking but then you go back to you know when you were a teenager but i will say that for the most part um you know i I I was a pretty grounded kid. I didn't do I didn't get in trouble. I did the right thing. I was I was for so focused. I was just I mean just a miniature version of myself who I am today in regards to just I I mean I just had this um mindset that I wanted to be someone and I wanted to be successful. And I and independent and all this stuff and so I don't know I I I again I I came from a different time so where episodes like this one just frustrates me and it just from again but also reminds me of a little bit of the frustrations I dealing with with my youngest that I didn't do as much with my older two. But anyway, as far as this episode, there are some things I did like about it um, and just in general. But overall, it, it was another frustrating episode. And I think, you know, at the end of the day, if an episode gets a strong reaction out of you, then I guess it's doing its job, whether that's good or bad. I don't know. Um, I guess people will take it. I mean, as long as it keeps you coming back to watch more, I suppose. I'm trying not to be judgmental when it comes to um, Janella. I mean, I you know I heard what you said in an earlier um, podcast um, when I was giving my thoughts, but I mean at the same time, 
I mean, I, I, I guess, I mean, I'm not saying she needs to be, she needs to be, um, like complete, like street savvy, savvy, but, but also I, it's like, I don't think you need to be an adult to understand the severity of the situation you're in. I mean, she's 15. She's in high school. I think there should be some love. And I understand that uh, uh, she might, I mean, she's being raised by her grandmother and and that peer influence. I mean, I get all of that. But at the same time, and, you know, the image, body image, self-esteem, self-worth, get all that too um and how that plays a role in the decisions that you make um but also i mean it just doesn't seem like she's grasping the the concept that she's in danger that she can be killed you know and all this stuff she keeps making these decisions and you know this and this is after her grandmother is shot and almost i'm sure almost died i mean i thought she was dead so they really be um, making you think one thing, but then they end up surviving. So just like that kid, the kid that she's um, a witness. No, he died. No, he was no, he was just shot. Yeah, he's he ended up surviving. But I mean, I don't know. This thing turned into a thing. I'm like, dang, it's got Mar- Marta. Uh, I'm. I mean, how did it go? It just went from this like almost like a mafia type thing. Um, when it started out seeming like a gang banging uh, situation, now it's like you got this head person in charge of this. And it's like wow, it's this thing has gotten more extravagant as we've gone as we moved along. So I just I guess it's for my as a parent, I just I just wish that she could have some more wherewithal of the situation, of the danger she's in, and just take some precaution. I mean, I get to have, you have these desires and there you have these insecurities, but at the same time, your life is in danger. I mean, it's very clear at this point. You know, we saw her, you know, they, the grandmother's house got shut up and then we saw all the other um, situations. Then we got Kimmy, um, I forget the detective's name, his daughter, just acting a plum fool. And I and I get that too. It's just, you know, when you see these teenagers, I, at least for me, I just get a level of cringe and frustration because it's so frustrating. Teenagers are just the worst, man. I'm telling you, because Kimmy was annoying the hell out of me. And I'm like, the mom, and I'm like, I just can't be that mom because there's no way that I'm going to be just that blase about the things my kids are doing. I know we want them to be independent and all that stuff, but at the same time, they got to earn trust. And last time I checked, she was doing stuff she wasn't supposed to be doing. It hasn't earned anything. Then we have the Karen of the of the day, um, the chicken nugget lady. And I'm like, I mean, she's talking about she's been coming there for 15 years every day. You've been eating there every day. Chicken nuggets. Um, that's not healthy. <laughs> Anyways, I'm like, really? Really, ma'am? Okay. Um, then we got Tammy and Sammy. I already told you about my feelings about them. It hasn't changed. I just wish we got less of that because it's becoming it's like ridiculous. Um, then we got Chicky and Dewey. This was the most ridiculous scene 
couple of scenes of them, I'm like, I, I just, I just, the stupidity that, that came from these scenes is just, just unbelievable. I'm like, these are, these are police officers that's supposed to be <laughs> protecting and serving and they can't even get out of their own way. I'm like, Chicky, she annoys me. She does. I mean, she's just so whiny and sounds so helpless. Stop it, Dewey. Stop it. And then it's like, why would you leave? Why would you go sit in the back seat, leave the keys in the car of someone that you know is unpredictable and is drunk? Why would you do that? It's like, at least, I mean, common sense. Like, at least do that. At least. Yeah, sit there and wait for the sergeant, but take the keys out the car. Why are you sitting in the back seat <laughs> while he's still in the driver's seat with the keys in the car? What the hell do you think was going to happen? Dude is not is not right in the head. I don't even know why he's still on active duty, why he's still a cop. I don't get that. I, I just don't get that part. Anyway, that's to me, that's the most ridiculous part, to, you know, in my opinion. And then again, the whole stop it, stop the car. I'm like, oh my gosh, yeah, that whole that whole thing just I would just I just want to, ugh, I just couldn't, I just could not. And so they finally, you know, after what, how many times attempted uh, attempted attempts on her life, they finally get Janella in witness protection, and it's like, I mean, how many times? <laughs> So it took a detective's um, life being being um, endangered in order to finally take some action. I mean, I don't get it. I mean, they got they shot up the grandmother's house. They shot at her at the courthouse. This is the third time that they've shot at her, and I hope that. Oh my God! I just yeah yeah. I just I just can't. So, yeah, that's these are my thoughts of this episode. I just, again, a lot of it, I would just, maybe the Janilla and Kimmy stuff just threw me off. I mean, they, it was already frustrating me, annoying me, their decision making. And I know they're teenagers and they're going to do teenage things, but that doesn't mean it's any less annoying. Um, Understanding that and, you know, trying to empathize with, all of that is just still it's a lot i just wish janela was a little bit more um but then again we got grown behind cheeky that ain't using common sense either but on that note until next time much love peace and black girl magic queen of the couch shy that was queen shy with her thoughts on the episode uh so i get what you're saying i mean it's and it definitely sounds like it triggered the shit out of you <laughs> I'm not laughing because I just got a teenager. I'm sure I'll be there at one point. Uh, I was laughing, but that what I'm saying is I'm I'm laughing because I could tell that it was triggering uh, into overflow into the real life thing. And I get what you're saying too. And I think what you said at the top of it makes all the more sense. You're like I was the sensible one. I, I had a goal. I had things. Yeah, that's not that's rare. <laughs> that's not everybody that's also why you you had the career that you did it's why you have the career that you did it's why you went into the the military because you had a discipline at that age that a lot of people just don't have um you know i feel like i was a, a fairly grown-up teenager doesn't mean i didn't do 
dumb stuff just i mean especially when it came to my safety and i was 18 uh you know that 18 to 21 phase shit i mean it's not just when they're teenagers you can shelter your kid in your whole fucking life my, my mama did <laughs> and then you're asking out there at 18 between 18 and 21 and then your eyeballs are open like yeah now i can do what i want to do and now i'm doing it to an extent and being all type of reckless because i've been on a leash for so long it's 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 a it's a process it's something everybody goes through though it's not it's it's meant to be frustrating it's meant to be uh irrational as you pointed out as i was pointing out earlier uh that's just that's just how it is i mean we can always want to do better and want people to do better but i i also can understand just being that your brain's just not going that way because it's not really wired to it's not really supposed to be wired to so those ones that can really push through that yeah that you 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 got a lot of points <laughs> but that is just simply not the case uh for a lot of people um and then not only that i think that uh sometimes it's it's kind of hard right where do you where do you let them make those mistakes and where, where when when do you stop trying to you know i'm not blase but at the same time it's like how much power do i have and then juxtaposed to how much power they're gonna have when whatever point of time they're gonna have it so it's kind of like i like the other day i started talking to my daughter and like halfway off i cut myself off because i'm like i'm going into a lecture into a rant and i know how i feel when lectures and rants come into my head when i was a kid that shit like the more you go on and on and on and on and on the more you're just pissing them off and it's like yeah you're supposed to but how much of that is for you and how much of it is for them and how much yeah it's it's such a balancing act with teenagers it really is and it can be very frustrating i totally agree getting my medication uh bumped up this weekend because i'm like ooh, my potions is getting thin um but uh, <laughs> but it is just part of me where it's like yeah I, I pick and choose a lot of the battles because i know a lot of them are just they're, they're gonna keep coming and i just i have to think i'm very 3d in that way though that's my thinking my thinking's always been very 3d in that capacity but also i don't want to beat a dead horse as i stated earlier <laughs> i i really can't put myself back there in that 15 year old mind frame or 16 or 17 uh i wasn't even thinking about janela's and her weight and all that i was just thinking about boys and how they get up up in your ear with a girl and that's exactly what he did that's what nate was trying to say in the car like what did he say what did he say he got you out he lured her out and although it's not the best thing for her she's lonely she's lonely she's around a whole bunch of white folks <laughs> nothing but police uh and at that point you you fuck up but i think that that at the end i think she finally got it when she was being rolled away and nobody around her <laughs> and it's actually sad it's sad because she's doing the right thing she ain't gotta do this she doesn't have to go to the police she can say fuck it but even if she said fuck it she still would be a target so i mean her whole situation i just felt bad for her uh thanks to you for bringing up the nugget situation i forgot about that that shit was hilarious and then i love the way he got up in her face like no you gonna calm the fuck right down 
And then she shut the fuck up. She had nothing else to say. <laughs> like you can yell and scream and be a Karen all you want to, or you could get the fuck like, no, I'm not dealing with this. And then being like, have you tried the fish sandwich, man? <laughs> and then that other guy that's like, my car broke down. I have an appointment. I need a ride to work. Like this isn't a taxi service. Not only that, you saw a taxi right across the street. Like, come on, dude. Come on. That's just white privilege. And you know they be doing that shit. You know they be doing that shit. <laughs> I've had people. They like that's why that's why we have Karen laws. And some people need to put that shit statewide, all fifty states. Cause this is two thousand and nine. We dealing with this shit, and y'all was bringing this to our attention. Uh, as far as everything else, you know the Dewey and yeah that I didn't. You know, I get what you're saying around cheeky, but I also understand what it's like for a female police officer well maybe you have a lot more experience with that but i from what i hear being a female police officer and you know like even with everyone else they're like we don't like this person but we it's it's the blue it's the blue line uh like why does he still have a job clearly he's been been covered for for so long and see people who have issues like uh homeboy with his back even though it hasn't interfered with his job yet it's like i can't throw stones when i live in a glass house so as long as it doesn't interfere with anything it feels as if at this point it has gotten to a point that that is where it's at like it was something that maybe he was kind of a casual alcoholic but now it's gotten to the point where he's just not even trying and that's where her her thing i I mean (sighs) being helpless to another officer's erratic behavior i don't know if i can what else are you gonna do to say say stop it (laughs) maybe you'll like how the actress said it (laughs) but i don't don't think there's much you could do except try to persuade the person in the front seat to stop what they're doing and and i will say as much as you want to say in hindsight hindsight's always that thing right but no i don't think i would sit in there i'm gonna call my superior officer and i would expect the person next to me to just steal the vehicle and go on a wild goose chase no that wouldn't have crossed my mind (laughs) i would have said okay he he knows he's caught he knows he's done the people are on the way to get him uh you know it's done it's finished i've done what i was supposed to do what he did was out of pocket and not to be expected whatsoever now leaving your car your keys in the car uh, i know police officers that do that i think they're like they're supposed to um (laughs) i don't fully i'm not gonna put that in metal but i didn't even think of that part i just thought about the whole situation being off the chain like that's not a reaction I don't think anyone should just be expecting to occur. Because <laughs> that's some dumbass shit. That's some you just ruined. Like you could have been on the news. Dumbass shit. It's like yeah. Drunks typically aren't always erratic and crazy. Uh, and especially has how much he was drinking shit. But I guess they are because junk driving is a thing. But yeah, no. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. So that is all of the thoughts on the episode. Um, and yeah, I didn't take it to Kimmy. I felt like Kimmy was just being Kimmy. And the fact that she didn't say shit about her dad's affair the entire time actually told me she was way more mature 
then i think that was good like i think if he would stop pushing she would have stopped doing like you have to at least like sexting oh my god you were sexting <laughs> and like that's not a big deal to me <laughs> oh you're going to a rave okay y'all gotta just be you gotta be smarter like shit i'm like yeah i'm gonna let you go to that rave i'm gonna be at that rave i'm gonna cut the whole night you ain't gonna know i'm there you ain't gonna know I'm there. I'm gonna take pictures and shit. Then I'm gonna wait till you come home and they'll be like, how was your what the hell was your how was your friend's house? <laughs> Some psychological warfare on they shit to make a really question they next time they'll take a lot of you. <laughs> oh, I'm just being silly. But yeah, uh I think you're right in the sense of at least you know, at least they get your reaction. At least they get the reaction. You get that you have a reaction because you understand. You understand and it's, it, it touches on real life stuff if you want to send feedback for our next episode blackercouch at gmail.com you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease and blacker magic <laughs>